time. Welcome to a Thanksgiving week edition of the Lockdown Corner. I am Alex. I am your host as always. And with me today, as always, we have this guy to my right, left, however you see that at home. This guy, we have Alec on my left, your right at home. Dustin is beneath me. We are here to basically mourn what was a disaster of a finish on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I don't know how y'all feel about it. I have not recovered. Um, it's pretty devastating. But first, that it was devastating for a number of reasons. But we'll get into that in a second with the news and notes. News and notes from the league. So, as if the game wasn't heartbreaking enough, uh, it was assumed Sunday during the game, but it was officially official yesterday. Elton Jenkins, the potential all-pro left tackle, left guard, basically the everyman on the offensive line. He is out for the year with a torn ACL. So that sucks. <laughs> so the good news is David Bakhtiari looks like he's coming back. But for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be a lot of Yosh Neiman and a lot of guys you've probably never heard of. So I'll go to our resident offensive lineman here, Dustin, as our resident offensive lineman. <laughs> Elton Jenkins, even for someone who doesn't know what they're watching in football, this guy, I mean, this one stings, no? Yeah, this one really hurts. Like I, I texted you guys over the weekend, or like uh, yesterday, I should say. Um, this one definitely hurts. This one hurts for a long time. Hopefully he's able to come back beginning of next season. But, yeah, this, this is going to put a damper on our Super Bowl chances for this year until Bakhtiari comes back. But even with Bakhtiari coming back, still is without having him on the line on the line. This, yeah, nothing much to say, but this hurts. And Alec is yeah. oh, there. He is. Welcome to the show, Alec. <laughs> you just got to give me a little bit of time, at AJ, bro. You're always <laughs> just trying to jump on me. You're trying to trying to turn the fans, man. Hey, you know what? I'm not a fan of is losing a all pro offensive lineman, especially when you're talking about a guy of the caliber of Elton Jenkins, who, I mean, people talk about David Bakhtiari arguably being the best left tackle in football, man, you can make the argument that Elton Jenkins is arguably the best offensive lineman in the game. I mean, he is that good, that versatile, that solid. He doesn't commit stupid penalties. He doesn't get beaten. He can always get to the next level. He's great for pulling plays. I mean, there's nothing that the guy can't do. And I mean, realistically, there isn't a more irreplaceable player than the player that can replace everybody. Right. And so losing out to Jenkins, as Dustin said, it hurts tremendously. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping that Bach gets back soon. because especially, And it couldn't have happened at a worse time of the season either with us going up against the Rams here, who have arguably the best defensive front in the league. Probably one of the best defensive linemen of all time in Aaron Donald. I mean, you thought that we had a skeleton crew out there at O-line before. Ugh, this is going to be scary. I just hope that Rodgers gets out of there without further injuring that toe or hurting anything else. Well, the bye week is right around the corner, and may I say, thank God. Boy, and I know that they only added one game, 
I don't know about you two, but this season feels like it's going on forever. Like, we're, I guess, halfway through now, but, like, barely halfway through. So, it's just, the whole thing just seems odd. Everyone's banged up. Also, as one of our viewers just pointed out, I have to clap it up. Our very own Dustin Burgundy, all-conference honorable, honorable mention for Lakeland as right tackle. So, congratulations to you. I should have said that when I was introducing you as the offensive lineman, but, you know. <laughs> and I don't really know what these comments are, but anywho, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, speaking of offensive linemen, and speaking of David Bakhtiari, he had knee surgery. And it sounds scary, but it's actually a good thing. So apparently, he had a bunch of scar tissue build up in his surgically repaired knee. They went in there, cleaned it up, good to go. The hope. According to sources, not my sources, but Twitter, he's still looking to be back mid, early to mid-December. So just a little surgery, clean it up. It's not going to keep him out much longer. But obviously that knee must have been bothering him because he was activated six games ago. And he hasn't even sniffed the field. So this is good news. I'm excited because as we've kind of already talked about, we don't really, we can blow past it because I guess we already talked about it. With him coming back, the loss of Elton Jenkins, I mean, it still blows no matter what. But it definitely helps to have an all, an actual all-pro coming back into the fold. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you're talking about uh, David Bakhtiari, you know, not even sniffing the field yet. Let's just take a moment and talk about a real field sniffer, Dustin Burgundy. I mean, that guy, he sniffs. He, he just loves sniffing grass and kicking ass. I mean, this guy, he just goes out there like he's a, like he's a lumberjack, just hunting flapjacks. I mean, throwing people on their back as if their family isn't up in the stands watching. He has no mercy. He's a mauler amongst men. Anywho, though, um, I, I can't wait to see Bach come back. Hopefully he'll be better than ever, uh, especially cleaning up that knee. But yeah, it's just a it's just a really it's a shame, man. It sucks losing people, especially as significant as Bach and uh and Jenkins. Dustin, what do you what do you have to say, bud? Yeah, um it doesn't surprise me that Bach got this surgery. I think like you said, it's not a huge deal, but a lot of times when you do I'm holding. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, just le- I'm leaving those on the podcast won't know that. That's why I just did the give me a second. You continue talking. What do you Sorry, know? they they know now. My bad. But <laughs> anywho, anywho, yeah. So the knee surgery is not a big deal because it happens a lot when you get ACL tear, you're gonna get some scar, scar tissue in there. Just clean it up, he'll be good. But like you said, Alec, yeah, this having hit all pro tackle coming back, it's obviously a huge deal. But like we said, you know, we kind of keep circling back. Losing Jenkins is gonna really hurt for the long run, but obviously getting Bach back is going to help out a lot. Well, and especially if this is the last dance to not have your full offensive line, and this offensive line can be, when healthy, really damn good. So to lose that, now John Runyon Jr. is going to probably fill in. We don't know for sure yet, obviously, but you would think. I know he's not Elton Jenkins, but as far as backups go, okay, cool. He played a little bit last year, did okay, wasn't he? He didn't set the world on fire. But, okay, cool. I can dig that. So, I guess 
since we're talking about the future, first we got to... What just happened? Time to roll back the tape. Here's this week's Game Rewind. All I want to know if you got your popcorn ripped. So, if you've been under a rock or don't live in Green Bay, then you might not know Green Bay lost to Minnesota. They lost only the second ever division game in the Matt LaFleur era. They lost 34-31 to on a last-second field goal. Oh, where to even begin? Um, in my eyes, this was a game of missed opportunities. So, Cousins, by my count and by pro football focus, threw five interceptable passes, three of which were dropped by Darnell Savage. Okay. Eric Stokes had one. He had Jefferson covered perfectly, but he didn't turn and look for the ball. Jefferson scores the go-ahead touchdown late in the fourth. All right. And then I'm pretty sure there was another one. Oh, Rasul Douglas at the end of the game was trying to run the route fourth field and the ball went past him and behind him and everyone kind of looked around like, what the hell just happened? They were penalized a ton in this game, including one that took back the one the ball that Savage actually caught, roughing the passer. They were penalized a lot. And, of course, this special teams group is god-awful. I don't know if I should blame Crosby or the long snapper, or the holder. I don't know who to blame, but we're not making field goals. This is another example. Three points that they were missing. Guess what they lost by? Three points. At some point, either Crosby needs to go, they need to do something, because if you're hunting for a Super Bowl, you can't keep missing not just field goals, bunny, chip shot field goals. It was infuriating to watch again. How much longer is this nonsense going to on? Is going... How this is how furious I am. I can't even speak English. Well, Alex, I I can't agree with you more. And oh. I've I've always been such a big Crosby guy. I mean, listen, he he's he's been Mr. Reliable. He had that one bad season, and realistically, it was like three bad games in that season. But other than that, I mean, he's been amongst the, the top kickers in the league for a long time now. Man, I think it's time to send him. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to ride off into the sunset, man. He he can't continue to play like this and and expect us to be able to win football games, especially heading into the postseason now. And um, yeah, I mean, our secondary played really well. Uh, just miss opportunities. Now, as far as um, as far as that pick goes, that. Savage actually had that got called back by uh, for that roughing the passer call. First off, soft roughing roughing the passing, or I can't speak either. Soft roughing the passer <laughs> penalty, very very soft. Not a lot there. Um, but well, that that seems to be the rule. If you yeah. and this is what's so stupid. If you hit the quarterback in the shoulder, they automatically nope head and neck. Now he did. It was helmet to helmet. Fine, whatever. I. It is what But at some point, this is football. It's so fast. These dudes are so big, strong, fast. If he hits him in the shoulder, like, at some point, is it going to be reviewable? Now, that's extreme. We know how the pass interference thing went, and it was a disaster. But I don't blame you. It's so frustrating. How many times this season alone has Green Bay been knocked because of these stupid roughing the passer calls? 
Exactly. And I think that one thing that should really be fixed in the league, I think it's the dumbest rule that, that we have, is the fact that a roughing the passer call negates a turnover, right? It happened after the play. It happened like he threw him getting hit like that did not affect the way that the ball was projected to go. And if it did, if he hit him so quickly after the ball was released that it that it affects the trajectory of the ball, then it shouldn't be roughing the passer, right? That that wouldn't be a late hit. Now, I can understand still getting the flag, but just back us up 15 yards from where the interception occurred. You know what I mean? It's an it's a post play penalty. It, it shouldn't be treated in such a way that it would reverse a turnover. But that's neither here nor there. We're not refs. I'm preaching to a bunch of Packer fans that probably agree to me because it happened to us. But had it been the other way around, they'd probably be like, "Ah, you're fucking nuts." Anyway, <laughs> now um, it was just the most Packer thing to ever have Packered in the history of the Packers. That's just, right. That kind of shit. Yeah, but I mean, lastly on this. I feel like the only thing that our offense could have done better besides showing up to the first half of the game would have been at the end when we scored that long touchdown, the 75-yarder to MVS. If MVS would have just gone down at the five. But that would have taken confidence in our special teams because you don't pass up points right if you have a touchdown and you're down you take the touchdown because there's no guarantee that you're going to get the kick now this been mason crosby of last year you go down at the five you run the ball three times with dylan you don't get in then you just kick the field goal with mace but man i think it honestly a lot of this falls back to special teams yeah Sorry. Um, All right. I we got to get used to this whole chemistry thing. It's fine. We'll get there. It's only it's only episode seventeen. Well, yeah, we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. But anyways, yeah. I mean, it's Crosby's on really thin ice right now. I mean, that field goal was one hundred percent on him. Snap was good. Hold was good. He just missed the kick. You know, and how many? Like you guys said, how many times can we give him excuses until we're like, okay, enough's enough? And I think. I think if he misses one more field goal like that, I I think you gotta let him go. I mean, kickers kickers been let go for way less than that. I mean, you look at, I mean, this is probably unrelated. But you look at the Redskins with Dustin Hopkins. I mean, the dude missed one field goal and they cut him. I mean, that's the kind of scenarios kickers are in nowadays because there's 20 kickers in the free agency right now that probably wouldn't miss those kicks. And the only reason that he isn't let go is because he's on the Packers for how many years now? And I mean, you know, again, you can. A couple of them, sure, laces were in, you know, you can kind of put excuses in somebody else. But at the same time, like, you're an NFL kicker. Like, your job is to put the ball through the uprights, like, and you didn't do it. It's simple as that, you know. But I think going back to also the roughing the passer call, you know, I, I'd have to agree with Alec. You know, I think it's it's a little ridiculous. I get if it's to the head, call helmet to helmet, like, give him a first down. Like, that I can get. Like, I get it if it's in the head area, head neck area. But, like, the shoulder just – it's a little ridiculous to a point to where, you know, you see this constantly where turnovers are getting overturned or come, can't come back because somebody roughed the pass or something like that. Especially, it's, like Alex said, it's such soft calls. Like, I get it, it's just, like, really malicious where the dude's, like, just spears the guy into the ground. He's hitting him in the head. Like, that makes sense. But, like, he's giving him a little, little budge or, like, a little hit. Like, the one on – like, a couple of them on Tom Brady you see where he's kind of just getting hit and he – like goes back one inch and they're like, yep, 
flag. It's like, it just didn't happen. Just stuff like that. And then now to finish up my spiel, my TED talk, uh, the defense, <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you say? But, you know, it just didn't pan out in their direction. You know, they're right there for every turnover and just, you know, execution kind of what it came down to. I don't, I don't necessarily blame the defense as much as I do offense not getting rolling. You know, we should have scored so many more points than we did. And just to rely on the defense game game in, game out, you know, you just can't expect them to play as well every game. It's just not going to happen. I, truthfully, and this isn't my takeoff or anything, I, I am convinced after watching them, because I haven't watched a Vikings game all year, because who cares? It's the Vikings. I'm convinced that that's actually a very talented and really good football team, especially on offense. Defense, I, they played well. Uh, Packers got off to a slow start, so that really kind of hindered them. And when they did try and get points, it was another missed field goal, which speaking of, I have, I'm have i looking at football reference for Mason Crosby. In two, 2019, 97%. 2020, oh, wait, I'm looking at extra points. My bad. Maybe if I was looking at the right stat. So – his worst season percentage-wise was 63.6% makes. That was a disaster season. That was 2012. This year, 65.2. That's only, that's not even two percentage points better. He's having the same season as 2012. Sure, there's regression. I mean, last year, he was 100%. That's insane. Sure, he'll miss a couple. Even His career average is 80%. And that's including this year. If you take out those two years, he's probably sitting around 90%, which is pretty darn good. But it's just, I don't know if it's, again, I don't know who to blame. It just, it cannot happen. It may, okay, it can happen in mid-November. It cannot happen in January. When you're going up against Tampa, Dallas, I mean, New Orleans probably going to make it, but New Orleans, like any of those teams, you can't just give them opportunities. So, and back to the defense here, I don't know if watching the game, I wanted to blame the defense a lot more than I did because now that I've sat on it, it's like, well, okay, Stokes was in good coverage several times on Jefferson. Jefferson's just that good. Okay, Thielen, whatever. Thielen's going to work the middle of the field and he's going to have 10 catches. Fine, accept it. Conklin wasn't really a factor. Delvin Cook, towards the end of the game, was dominant. It was six yards every play. Kenny Clark started out hot and then kind of faded. Like, he just kind of disappeared. The first half, he was it's out of his mind. So there's a lot of things on defense that confused me because it was a lot of the same concepts and same looks that we saw the last three weeks when they stopped Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins had a good day. He got super lucky. And at this point, I think that's the only explanation I have is that Minnesota kind of got lucky. They deserve to win this game. They played, I think they played a more complete game. And, you know, they played four quarters better than Green Bay played four quarters. But the fact that Green Bay didn't play all that well and still had an opportunity to win, I think just is the positive of this. Like, oh, this team is legit good. They played like garbage and still should have won that game, even though Minnesota deserved it more because they played better. Green Bay still could have won that game. And that, I think, is encouraging, even though it was a bit of a heartbreaker. But, yeah, it's going to come down to special teams. Because on offense, they can compete with anybody. Defense has shown they can compete with anybody. But at this point, if you can't kick a goddamn 30-yard field goal, 
Now, luckily, they have an insurance policy, and Aaron Rodgers, if they want to go for it, they can. They got someone that can do it. But it's just, it's getting to the point now where it's more than just a eh, couple games, whatever. No, this is, a couple games is a trend. So we'll see what happens going forward. Speaking of going forward, let's talk a little bit about this Rams game. Alec, you had mentioned not having Elton Jenkins for this game is going to suck. Yeah. It's a lot of young guys that are going to have to take on Aaron Donald. So, Alec, is that where the concern should be, is just that offense versus defense matchup? Or should we be a little more worried about our defense against their weapons? Now, I I think that if there was a – I think that if there was a time for our defense to have a statement game, it would be after a loss like that where they had, like you said, five opportunities to come away with the turnover. Because Matthew Stafford is playing terrible football right now. I mean, just not he's, – he's not – playing at the level that he was earlier in the season. Um, So, I mean, I think our defense will have relatively no issues going up against them. Also, Robert Woods is out. Um, But I'm not sure. I I, I feel like this is going to be one of the biggest tests of the season going up against this Rams team. Um, But I think that the real key to this game is going to be one in the trenches. I mean, we've got to shut down their D-line or at least come up with a game plan that will slow down their pass rush so that that way we aren't getting smoked from every angle. Um, Dustin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it's got to be, like I said, it's going to be, like you said, excuse me, it's going to be a statement game for our defense. You know, how are you going to respond to really kind of a bad luck, bad kind of play game how are you going to respond to a talented offense in the Rams? And then on top of it, like you said, the trenches, I mean, this is going to completely come down to how our offensive line plays and if our defense can get some pressure on Stafford. I mean, if like you see him kind of repeatedly throughout the season, you know, if our D, our D line get pressure on the quarterback, usually we get some turnovers, get the ball back, and we can get rolling, especially when our run game is good. I mean, to be honest, I can't complain with our run game this year. We Our offensive line has gotten a lot of push. But now to see the true test with Jenkins going, I think he had a lot to do with that. Getting some push without Jenkins, being able to rely on the young guys, get pushed, get lanes for running backs is going to be key. So, and I'm going to look this up while I talk, but the Green Bay running game has been impressive. And the only thing that gives me confidence, because obviously this is a tough matchup, I want to see as I'm talking – so they well, – why – okay, this thing is very confusing. <laughs> sorry. I'm trying – sorry to people listening on podcasts. So it doesn't matter. I can't find it anyway. The Packers ran the ball with a backup offensive lineman really well against San Francisco. And that – I can't find the game, but they looked really good with that backup group. So maybe – I don't know. They can repeat that. It would be real nice if they did. But I guess we'll find out. Uh, I think the Rams are a little more talented on their defensive line. But the, uh, the group for San Francisco is no slouch. Also, the other thing that makes me feel better, I still have a weird feeling about this game, but the thing that makes me feel better, Matthew Stafford, 7-11 and 11 against Green Bay in his career. That's in Detroit and at Lambeau. I don't know what his numbers are just at Lambeau. But against the Packers, he's four games under five hundred. 
and it's been well documented about his record against winning teams, which is, of course, yeah. <laughs> Anytime I look up a stat, I don't have them all with me. So, okay, quick reading this article, blah, blah, blah. At least this season, okay. Or, I'm sorry, last season, 0-6 against winning teams. Now, he's got a little bit better of a team than he did in Detroit, but this guy struggles against winning teams, and that gives me a little bit of hope. And, I mean, it's going to come down to special teams again because I think it's going to be a close game. Can they make a chip shot field goal? I have no faith at this point. So I guess we'll find out when that comes around. But that ends our little game rewind, which now, oh, I'm excited about this, boys. We have Bag of Chaos Imaging that I have not debuted yet. I have not shown you. I have not shown the people at home. It is time for... It's time to tempt fate. Hold up! Here's this week's Bag of Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I wish that there was something about like a voiceover of you and kind of a goofy voice at the end saying, we all like a good rummaging around here. Oh, that would have been a good idea. I'm not going to lie. I was looking for that little, oh, God, that you hear in the middle. I was trying to find anywhere, somebody. And it took me like an hour to actually find it. So that took up most of my time. So anyway... Let's recap last week before we go to the bucket this week. Uh, so, oh, wait a minute. Where am I? Ah, Alec, you had Green Bay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's that, uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, you had your New York Jets. So close. Yeah, sorry about that. And I had San Francisco. Who actually got a win. I'm glad I didn't throw that back. So, Dustin, thank you for talking me out of that because I was very close to throwing that back. But San Francisco on the road. Got a dub. All right. Let's start. Alec, you go first. As always, let me change my legal pad sheet here. All right. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. All right. Here we go. And I have a helmet. Alec. Ooh, the Baltimore Ravens. It is unclear. Whether Lamar will be back or not, but they are playing, I believe, Cleveland. Yes, they are four-point favorites at home against Cleveland. I like those odds. Baker Mayfield's playing terrible football right now. I'm going to take them. The Browns in general just playing awful now. I don't know what happened to them. They're playing awful. I think it's starting – not that we need to have a deep Browns conversation right now, but I – I think Baker is that hurt. I know he's not great, but normal his like best is maybe Kirk Cousins. He looks he's hobbling around out there. Every throw looks like it hurts. He looks more like Ben Roethlisberger than Ben Roethlisberger does. Just like he's just a statue that slowly moves. It, that's not Baker Mayfield. He's way too injured. I don't know why they don't just play Case Keenum for a month. At this point, he's probably their better, best option. That's just me. All right, Dustin, I know you like a good rummage. I just get a bad feeling it's going to be the Jets. I got a bad feeling it's going to be the Jets. You have the Seahawks. I don't like that. So the Seattle Seahawks play on Monday night at Washington. They are one-point underdogs in Washington. 
Yeah, I don't like it. Throw them there. Right. I have no faith in the Seahawks right now. They look terrible. They yeah. look so bad. It's rough. It, it, actually, it's rough. Like, that's a bad team right now. Oh. All right. I have a helmet. It's on my thumb. Here we go. The Colts. Oh, I like Ooh, that. I do. Jackson I like it. Taylor. The Indianapolis Colts are playing. Ooh, they're at home, but they play Tampa. They are three-point home dogs this week to Tampa. You are stuck with it. Dustin gets the Indianapolis Colts. You know, I'll, I'll take it. They're red hot. They just beat uh, they beat the Bills pretty convincingly. I'll take it. I like it. I like it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan I, Taylor is an absolute animal this year. Oh, that, God. I saw good. a stat, or I heard about a stat. Jonathan Taylor's offensive line is playing so good right now. He's not even getting touched. He's getting five yards before first contact. That's, that is ridiculous. That's freaking like Wisconsin college levels. Wisconsin always does that, and it's like, how? I, this To do that in the NFL is absurd. So, yeah, yeah he should be doing really well. Yeah, that is unheard of. That is ridiculous. It's it's insane. All right. I go to the bucket now. All right. Everyone knows I like a good rummage. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. Okay. <laughs> I have a helmet. It's upside down in my hand. Yes, yes, yes. The Titans. Ooh. The Titans are at New England. They are six-point underdogs. I don't back. I do not like this helmet. Get what? that away from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that and you know what's crazy? The Titans are the one seed, and against a rookie quarterback, granted on the road, and we're all like, "No, God, no, throw it back." That's also a little insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Titans just lost pretty embarrassingly to the Texans, and New England is looking pretty darn good. Yeah. I don't know how New England always does it. I know Mac is good, and I liked that they drafted him. But I, I would wonder what, like, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, I would wonder what any of those guys look like in the – is it just the Patriots doing what the Patriots do? I'm is surprised it, you didn't say Justin Fields in that one. Yeah, he I, cut guys. I, <laughs> tell you, I deliberately did that because I do not want to go through another podcast having a Justin Fields fight. I didn't mention his name. I went with anybody else. So that, that was deliberate on my part. All you're right. like literally just listing people. You're like Trace McSorlinson. <laughs> I, literally, I, I was just thinking any quarterback not named Justin Fields. All right. This oh, is Matt my second Castle draw. At 11 and 5 in that system. Yeah. It just, I don't, it's got to be the, it's got to be the Patriots. That's the only, they, Belichick has sold his soul. To Lucifer, and that's the only thing I can think of. All right, so I have thrown back the Titans, and I am now stuck with, ooh, the New Orleans Saints. I believe, oh, God, I hate this, actually. The Saints are at home, but they play Buffalo on Thanksgiving night. Yikes. They're going to get house. They're six-point dogs at home. I don't like that at all, but I am now stuck with New Orleans. Oh. That sucks. Not that Buffalo is lighting the world on fire, but Trevor Simeon on a short week, ugh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, no, not good, especially on the prime. You know, Thanksgiving, that's a, that's a big-time NFL week. You know, they've got the turkey trophy or whatever it is, and he's going he's gonna to stick up the joint. 
Yeah, I'm not uh, looking forward to that. I'm going to update our records here shortly. So, Dustin, you are two and two. Alec is two and two. I somehow miraculously am three and one in our bag of chaos. But I'm probably going to get my second loss loss this week. I do not like. I know New Orleans is a tough place to play, but ugh, woof. All right, which now brings us to our cornerstone segment. And also this comment makes me smile. Comment for those listening on podcasts. A commenter commented, if New Orleans had Justin Fields, they could take him. Um, Yeah. Actually, I would like to see that. I think that's a hell of a lot better than Chicago. But let's not get into that. Wow. This is a Justin Fields pre-show. You know what I'm thankful for? Not fighting about Justin Fields today. That's what I'm thankful for. This we can week. make it happen. I mean. Well, we don't really <laughs> have to. But Alec, would you like to do the honors? <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep her moving. Let's let the young man live. Well, th- first of all, thank you. I'm very grateful. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, but we are going to fight because it's time for this week's. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Are you ready for a showdown? He had the craziest look in his eyes. And at one point he said, let's get it on. More than anything else, because this guy is a has-been. First on that, 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 that is blasphemous. Because it's time for the takeoff. Are you joking me? We're going to be spicy, no? Let's switch it up a little bit. Dustin, why don't you go first this week? Normally, Alex starts all these segments. Dustin, you you start. What do you have to flavor our lives with? What is so spicy that it needs to be in all of our gumbo? All right. So I'm sad to say, but I'm not sure how spicy this one is. But in my eyes, it's pretty spicy. So I think that the Packers defense will be a top five defense at the end of the year, even with a bad showing this past week. Huh. You know, I don't hate that. Um, I just think there's a lot that they're going to have to do to get there because they started slow. So that's really my analysis because I have no idea what this defense. They look great for three weeks, and then this past week, are the Vikings just that talented? Maybe. They definitely have the weapons. So I am going to – you know what? I'm going to reward you for your boldness. I'm going to give it a four, and I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'll give it a four and take it too, Dusty. Um, the Packers' defense has the talent to get there. They have their odds stacked up against them, though, as being the constant underdog in the talks of is this defense good or not. People really just don't give Green Bay's defense any credit, and I mean, rightfully so. It's been terrible for a long time. But nonetheless, this is the year they are going to be top five. I'll take it. Give you four. Yeah, so Dustin gets a four. Pretty easy. Alec, would you like to enrich us with your wisdom? Yeah, so here is my take for the week. I think that Tom Brady is going to win MVP this year, but I think that he is going to get knocked out in the NFC Championship by your Green Bay Packers. Um, That's... Uh, in the past, it seems like the quarterback that wins MVP is always a quarterback that ends up getting knocked out in the uh, in, in the final 
you, you know, in the in the championship round to get to the Super Bowl. So um, I don't, it happened to Rodgers last year. It happened to um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, it just seems to happen a lot. So Brady, going to win MVP, but he will not make it to a Super Bowl this year. Well, here's where I'm at with that. The MVP thing, I don't hate because right now there is no MVP. You can make the argument for Jonathan Taylor, but Derrick Henry last year had one of the greatest seasons a running back has ever had and got zero MVP votes. That would be the only thing that makes me think that Jonathan Taylor has no shot. Because you're not going to do much better than Derrick Henry did, and to not receive a vote is pretty egregious. So that brings us to, well, the usual cast of suspects. Russell Wilson missed too many games. Mahomes, I guess if they come back and, you know, get a one seed, maybe. I mean, it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I kind of have a dark horse. It's not my takeoff. But is Mac Jones in the conversation? This is where we're at. Aaron Rodgers is That's probably the blasphemous. Same. There's no way that Mac Jones is even kind of in the conversation. Well, Get out of here at AJ Bro. He is just he's doing well for a rookie. He's offensive rookie of the year for sure, but he is not the most valuable player in the National Football League. Get out of here. The old I don't believe that. I'm just saying you can make an outside case. It's not going to be very strong. It's going to be a house of cards. But you could probably make a case because who was their quarterback last year? Booty Scoot and Cam Newton. Where'd that get them? This rookie comes in and all of a sudden they're winning again. It's out there. I don't believe it. I'm just saying this is where our MVP conversation is at. I don't know who's the front runner right now. The fact that I even thought of Mac Jones's name I think says a lot. I don't think there's a front runner. So the path is there for Brady. Now, as far as the NFC Championship thing goes, I dig that too. I just think maybe, maybe, I don't know that they're going to get there this year. I just don't think this team is very good. And for the commenter, no, I'm not in love with Mac Jones. I just, that's where we're at. I don't know that, who's your MVP then? Commenter, comment back. Let us know who your MVPs are in the comments because I have no idea. Long story short, it's spicy. I dig it. I'm also going to give you a four. Ooh, boy. Now, are you, were you that guy in high school that like, just like defended everyone from all the bullying? You seem like the protector, you know? Just like boxing um, people out from everything. You know, well, got to defend quick, everyone, don't you? Quick story. In sixth grade, I was in a three-on-three tournament and for basketball, and my teammates were just getting hammered fouls, no calls. So I took it upon myself to be the Udonis Haslam enforcer. And let's just say I set a very hard screen and was ejected from the game. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. Well, it's it's fine now. If you ask my mother, who I think is watching tonight, I have never seen her more angry in my entire life. I got my ass chewed the entire 45-minute ride home. She was infuriated. Hey, hey you're sticking boys, up for your teammates. Boys will be boys. You'd be a softie if you didn't stick up for them. I think old mom's got to, you know, let you be you and and let that aggression out. You're you're a you're a teenage boy. It's okay to punch someone every now and again, break their I arm. Didn't, you know, I didn't punch anybody. I just I their point guard was annoying because he was playing really good defense. I will give him that. I had a sinus infection. I did not feel good. I was it was my Jordan flu game. 
So I set a really hard screen. His knee kind of bent weird, and then he was on the ground, and the parents were screaming, get that kid out of here. He's a danger to all of us. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> the parents <laughs> said he's a danger to all of us. He's not, not a danger to all the other players, but to all of us. Yep. What <laughs> enough about me, Dustin, Brady MVP, NFC Championship loser. What do you think? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I'm going to elaborate a little bit on this now, but I think uh, but to comment on the whole running back situation, I think this could be the year that a running back wins it. I really do, especially with Jonathan Taylor putting up the numbers he's now. I could see it. Fun. So, like you said, though, I don't really see, like, a standout MVP, so – I like it. I could see it. Granted, do I hope Tom Brady wins it? Hell no. But um, I could see it. And I'm pretty sure I said earlier in the year that I thought the Packers were going to beat the Bucks in the NFC Championship. So I love it. It's hot. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a. I'm going to give you a four, and I'll take it as well. Ooh, okay. yippee, yippee. So the Jonathan Taylor thing. Since we're there, he's at this point. Through what is it, eleven games? He's got fourteen hundred yards, so he's probably going to get two thousand yards this year. That's not inconceivable. Six hundred yards in what? Six more games? So a hundred yards a game? He can do that. I don't know what the schedule looks like, but and especially with the way, as we said, the offensive line is playing. I mean, good God, that should be easy for him. I just the it always goes to a quarterback. Super Bowl MVP, MVP. Offensive player of the year, it always goes to a quarterback. So that, and I mean, who knows? I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Jonathan Taylor win. He was one of my favorite players watching Wisconsin. And this is a Wisconsin based show, like even though Alex in Bear Country, but this is a Wisconsin <laughs> show and we're very proud. So yeah, I would love it if he wins MVP. I just, and there's a path. I just, I would think it would go to Brady, Rogers, Mahomes even with their garbage seasons, or Lamar, for that matter. We haven't mentioned Lamar. I just – I see the path. I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I think, I think over 2,000 yards rushing, I think he'll get it. That's my prediction. But again, Derrick Henry did that, and he got zero. This is a different year, though. Like, you know, like last year, like Rodgers was a clear MVP. Like, Rodgers was the clear MVP. That's fair. You know what? I back down. Not something you ever hear in sports debates, but you're right. Because who else is the front runner at this point? That's I, there's nobody playing very well except for him and the Colts. The Colts should be a garbage team, and he is carrying them on their back, much like Greg Jennings and Madden back in the day. Broke his leg. All right. <laughs> oh, <guess>. Darren Shopper. <laughs> for those that don't know, just YouTube Greg Jennings' broken leg. You'll get it really quick. But not now. Guy. You have to watch. You finish the show with us, then go. If All we right. find out that you left the show early, AJ Brault will set a really hard screen on you the next time he sees you. I heard parents will yell as well. If your <laughs> parents will yell, I will come to your house. I will set a very hard pick. I will get thrown out of your house, Fresh Prince of Bel Air style, and then Dustin will come in and also set a hard screen, or he'll pass block you, which I can assure you I've seen it live, does not look like fun. So please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, all that BS. Or Dustin and I will come find you. Fun fact, in high school. In high school, I had a parent rant on social media about me because I might or might not have blindsided her kid and knocked him out, and she put a whole rant how I should be suspended for my playoff game. It went yeah. viral. Yeah. It went completely yeah. viral. It, it did. It went viral. 
very funny. Men, men. <laughs> I mean, for the, I was playing basketball. You're playing a caveman sport in football. That's a little different, but I digress. Uh, I haven't spit out my take. We got to get this show rolling here. We, we are stuck in the mud. I believe, I kind of mentioned this already. I hinted at it. I believe Kansas City can win the one seed. They're playing better. Tennessee is not playing like they want it. Buffalo has fallen off a cliff. New England, okay. I, I, I'm having trouble believing in New England. But they got a little chance shot. They're playing much better. They're utilizing the blitz more. And I think, you know what? If they get the one seed, they should send a nice thank you letter to Jordan Love. Because that was the game they're like, oh, hey, we can blitz and get more pressure on these people. And look, our defense looks better because we're getting pressure on people. So really, Kansas City should be thanking Green Bay. But I think they have an outside shot, and I think they can get the one seed in the AFC. That's very spicy, hey, Jay Brock. I'll give you a four. I'll give you a four. I'll take it. I think that it's still possible. Um, These The Chiefs are starting to get their swagger back a little bit. Um, Mahomes is looking more like himself. Defense isn't looking god-awful. It's going to be a difficult road back. They're definitely going to have to play lights out for the second half of the season, but it's doable. I'll take it for Oh, Dustin, before you give your analysis, I'm just I'm looking at the in the hunt graphic. That's always a classic staple of midseason football. So the Titans currently are still the one seed. Oh, wait, this is last week. What the heck? Well, anyway, so they're still the one seed, the Titans. But then it's the Ravens at seven and three. The oh, wait, no, this is updated. I am so sorry to the people listening. This is a disaster. This is a very hard graphic to read. Anyway, the Titans are the one seed at eight and three. Baltimore two at seven and three. New England seven and four at three. And then the four seed is Kansas City. They're only a game back at a one seed. I thought it was a lot farther. A game back, though? This might not be that hot of a take. All right. Yeah, yeah I revoke my score. I'll give you a three for the hot and I'll take it. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking about that too, Mike. Like, think of, like, we think, like, we just think Kansas City's playing bad because they're not playing how they did the past couple seasons. So we think they're just right. playing awful, which really, like, they're having a mediocre season. Like, we're just not used to Patrick Mahomes having this many issues and, like, just not being able to do whatever they want in offense. We're just not used to seeing that. So I think we kind of, like, overshadow that they're actually still playing well. So, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to give you a three because it's, again, they still have some work to do, but I'll take it because it is possible. Did you score Alex, by the way? I'm looking Yeah, at I said four and take it. So we mean Alex Hyde. That is correct. So I don't really know how to break the tie. So you're both master debaters this week. No favoritism here. Yeah, you know, so, I, I, I'd like to say that, you know, with, with Dustin, uh, I I have taught him a lot of things over the years. So I guess this is the moment where the master debater debated the master debater to become master debaters co-opted me. I couldn't have said it better myself, mainly because I could not follow any of that. There was too many masters and too many <laughs> debaters. I didn't follow a lick of that. But congratulations to both of you. I'm sorry my take ended up being more of a honey barbecue instead of a mild. So I'm very sorry about that. I'm, I, just, I can't believe that Kansas City is a top eight team in the league. It blows my mind. It, whatever. That's. 
I think that tells you how bad the AFC is that, oh, Kansas City won three games in a row? They're right back in it. And they're leading their division. The Chargers are next up, and they're 5-4-1. and one. They're probably going to win their division. It's crazy. But anyway, oh, guys, I did not tell you about this, but because it's a special week, it's a time to give thanks. And as well as there are three games on Thursday, we are doing our first ever impromptu... Do you like winning money, or do you prefer to set it on fire? Well, either way, you're in luck. Here's this week's edition of Big Al's Big Five. Let's win some money. Yeah, that's right. Now, we're doing things a little different because I changed the rules on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whenever the last Big Al's Big Five, Bab Five if you're nasty, and now Alec is on with us. But this is how we're going to do this. We're just going to go over the games, and we're just going to talk about them. I will make picks for these. You guys feel free to play along at home, or you two on this on this call right now. Feel free to play along. Last week, I changed the rules. Let's get into that really quick. So if you haven't watched, make sure you look, subscribe to our YouTube page, because you'll get Big Al's Big Five. It's my five best lines slash games of the week, and we talk how to gamble on them. Dustin has inspired me to make this a gambling, like a betting, uh, what's the word, like a betting battle thing. So basically, he tied me this week. So he will be back again picking this week. So if someone loses, if I beat somebody, they are out and a new guest will come in. So there will be a rotation of guests, or maybe Dustin's just way better at this than I am, and he'll finish the rest of the year and set a record. I don't know. We'll find out. We're not doing that for this one, no. We're just going to talk about the Thanksgiving games really quickly because I know we're running long on time. So let's just get into it. The first game of Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, we're being punished with this one. The Bears are three-point favorites at Detroit. Justin Fields is not playing, which makes me very sad, obviously. And Jared Goff might play. It might be Tim Boyle. I, I feel like they should just cancel this game. Just make up a reason. Nobody wants to watch this slop that's going to happen. So I'm going to take the Bears three, even though you could tell me Detroit's going to win. Andy Dalton is better than Tim Boyle or Jared Goff. That's really what it comes down to, and I believe in the Bears' defense more than I do Detroit's. That's really what this comes down to. So I'm going to take Chicago here, minus three. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I think that Detroit, I don't think that Detroit will win, but I don't think that Chicago is going to beat them by three. So I think it's going to be very close, but I'm taking Detroit to cover. Hmm, interesting. In his first appearance on the Bab Five, look at you. I am right with him on that one, Al. Really? Yep, I think, I mean, it's, like you said, it's a garbage game. So I think this is going to be incredibly low scoring. And I think, I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what I think the final score is in because it's just going to be a dumpster <laughs> fire. But it it's, it's, it's going to be a close game. I Like Alex said, I don't think that Detroit's going to win, but I think they can get it under three. Well, again, you, you could tell me Detroit's going to win, and I would not be surprised at all. So, yeah. Cool. You guys got Detroit. I got Chicago. Let's move on to the yeah. Let's try this again. Let's move on to the second game of the day. Las Vegas is at Dallas. Dallas is a seven point favorite at home. 
Look, Dallas was not impressive this past week by any stretch of the imagination. So it's tough. I see that seven, but Vegas has fallen off a cliff. Ever since the Rugs thing, the Gruden thing, they do not look like the same team at all. So this one is pretty easy for me. I think Dallas wins. I think they blow them out on Thanksgiving at home, especially coming off that letdown game. Give me Dallas minus seven. Yeah, I'm going Dallas minus seven as well. Um, Dallas always plays well on Thanksgiving, and yeah, Vegas is just not good. So let's go Dallas. Hmm. See, I'm the opposite. I think Las Vegas. Really? Yes. Oh, I mean, why? did you? You? They're missing CeeDee Lamb. Any game? They're missing CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. They're missing pretty much their entire receiver co- receiving core. And Zeke's hurt. I don't, did he come back in that game? Because I know he rolled his ankle. I don't know if he came back in the game. He though. did come back in the game, but I would argue Tony Pollard is at this point might be better than Josh Jacobs. You could you could argue that, but anyways, I think I think Las Vegas gives it their all on Thanksgiving, especially. I mean, they they have to win if they want to stay in any wild card scenario, which I I don't think it's possible, but I they have to win this game if they want to stay in wild card scenario. So Vegas right now is the 11th seed. There is no 11th seed. They're on the outside looking in. They are 11th. They are 5-5. Five and five. So they're technically in the hunt, but they would have to go a long way. Actually, no, they wouldn't because Buffalo and Los Angeles and Cincinnati currently are the wild card teams. They're all at 6-4. and four. So they're not that far out. So Dustin's actually right here. This is a must-win game for Vegas. I still believe in Dallas. I just think they have more talent on both sides of the ball. I love Derek Carr as a human being. I just don't think he's got enough around him right now. Darren Waller has been a shell of himself. So, well, Dustin, you're the lone wolf on this because you got Vegas, we got Dallas. So that brings us to our last game. Unfortunately, it's my bucket of death team, or the bag of chaos team, I mean. Uh, Buffalo at New Orleans. Buffalo is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. In New Orleans, oh, this one really is going to be a tough one to say. I'm going to uh, – I don't even know. Someone else go first while I figure this one out. Uh, it's not that difficult. It's Buffalo. Buffalo's going really? a lot. Yep. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, they haven't been playing great, but I think this is going to be a game where they come out firing on all cylinders and just really embarrass New Orleans on prime time. Yeah, I just I have no faith in New Orleans right now. Just between their offense and their defense, they're just they're not synced on, synced in right now. They're just their chemistry is all off. I just I have no faith in New Orleans anymore. But I could make the same argument for Buffalo, which is why I'm struggling here. I, in my heart of hearts, I think that Buffalo will win this game. But that four and a half, that's a fishy number to me. That feels like, and I know it's Trevor Simeon, but they're at home, four and a half point home dogs. Oh, man, this is really tough. And I didn't didn't even really think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, Buffalo. But the more I think about it, New Orleans is a really tough place to play. Buffalo hasn't played very well. Alvin Kamara, you would think, would be back. Buffalo, you just saw Jonathan Taylor light him up on the ground. You could run on this team. Oh, man, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take New Orleans plus four and a half at home. I think Buffalo wins the game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. That line is fishy to me, so I wouldn't bet it. Not that gambling is legal here in Wisconsin, but I wouldn't bet this game. I would stay away. So, but yeah, I'm going to take New Orleans four and a half point home doggies. I like it. So, thank you two for joining me 
playing in a Thanksgiving edition of Big Al's Big Five, Bab Five if you're nasty. And that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. No, it's not. Uh, how, say, how dare you? I, I forgot the segment last week. I will not do it twice in a row. It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. All right. Random Packer of the Week. You know what? I'm going to go first this week because I this one made me smile. I am going with punt returner extraordinaire. And was technically a wide receiver, but more of a punt returner extraordinaire. The little man known as Antonio Chapman. <laughs> I love Chapman, man. I well, used to use him on on uh, not on Madden actually. It was two K five. Oh, great game! Yeah, you remember? Um, oh. Yeah, I, I I love Chapman. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad that one made me smile. I'm like, yeah, that's my pick this week, no doubt. Alec, what do you got for us this week? Um, yeah, so this week, my random packer of the week is somebody that's near and dear to my heart. Um, not really. It is, um, it is, uh, shoot, Brandon Jackson. That's who I was thinking of. Wow. Jackson. Y'all remember. Yeah. Super Bowl champion, Brandon Jackson. Yeah. That one, that one brings, brings a smile on my face. Sorry. I lagged out there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) that's all right we're an hour in we're all tired we're wrapping her up here that's okay dustin okay so this one isn't so random but it does bring a smile on my face because this is the golden days of the packer era jerry kramer played Uh, from he's an offensive guard played from 1958 to 1968 he was from idaho yeah jerry kramer they actually just made a documentary about him i was at the great guy great player I was just at the movie theater last night. My girlfriend and I saw the new Ghostbusters movie, which surprised I liked it. I didn't know. I didn't see the original, so I don't know. And, yes, that's blasphemous that I haven't seen the original. But And there were a lot of references to the original, but it was very good. Anyway, they walking through, they have movie posters of a documentary on Jerry Kramer. Apparently, he's got a, a big story to tell that they made a whole movie about it. So that actually is very weird that you brought that name up, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> but anyway, if any of you, any of y'all have any other thoughts, concerns, anything about football, do you want to give shout outs? It is Thanksgiving week. We could take a second, shout out anybody you want if you have anything. Otherwise, we'll call this a show. But what say you guys? I want to give a quick shout out to my boy Kevin Grenda. Uh, I'm not he didn't make it on the live stream tonight, but uh Kevin I'm yeah, he's got to be better. I mean, <laughs> just like Justin Fields, you got to be better. Anyway, though, uh, oh, Kevin, boy. Kevin, if you're listening, uh, we always appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, you're a great friend and a great client. Well, I appreciate you two goofballs every week coming on the show. We really kind of, you know, separate ourselves from life a little bit, enjoy our time, talk about football. So, Thank you. Thank Lockdown Nation. Thanks everyone that comments and supports us. I appreciate everything. You stole mine, you jerk. No, mine. <laughs> again, I, we know we ask, or I'm, well, I ask. I am an ass because I ask you guys to subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. 
YouTube, Facebook, you know where to find us. And yes, I'm doing that shamelessly right now. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, y'all know the drill at this point if you're listening. But I just want to say thank you to all of those that have supported us to this point. You know, we're only 17 episodes in. It was a little sporadic in the beginning. Now we found our voice, it seems. We're coming into our own. And you know what? I'm thankful for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they drive us nuts. Sunday, I lost like five years off my life. I'm thankful for just the fact that we have this – it's in the community. We have this community built around this certain team. Everyone's on board. If you're watching this stream, you definitely care just as much as we do. So we thank you for your support. Obviously, I want to thank you two clowns. I love you guys so much. This has been so much fun, and I'm looking forward to doing it going forward. And, I mean, just to have this creative outlet, too, this was all – for those that don't know, a little peek behind the curtain, this was all Dustin's idea. He came to me and said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast? And I was like, well, I had one back in college. Sure, let's give her a shot. And through all the weird Zoom calls and trying to do all that and then the editing, and now we're doing live streams. I mean, it's crazy. And now we're looking at sponsors. And it's just this whole thing is a whirlwind. And also, yes, I'm thankful. I'll give a shout-out to my family right now, always – not mom though. I mean, she's still mad at you for setting a hard pick. I mean, she won't know, admit it. I think she still is upset that about <laughs> that day because anytime it comes up at a family function, she gets red in the face. So she probably is still mad at me. But anyway, I'm rambling too long. Thank you all for listening, supporting us. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's the football might be just god awful. You may have to embrace your relatives just a little bit more than you normally would. Or you can watch Tim Boyle versus Andy Dalton. It's up to you. You guys do you. Do you. It's Thanksgiving. Anyway, Facebook, make sure you follow us there. We are now live streaming on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Big Al's Big Five will be back this week. Dustin will be back. He tied me last week, so he'll be back picking games with me this weekend. Congrats to you. Even though I thought there for a second that Vegas was keeping her close. I'm like, oh, I might beat him this week, but we ended up tying. Uh, anyway, long story short, make sure you subscribe to YouTube to get all of that content. It is very fun. We are having a blast doing the Bab Five. And again, just thank you. Thank you for everything so far. It's been a heck of a journey, and we're looking forward to keep, keep it going. Keep it rolling now that we kind of have things figured out. So thank you for listening. Follow us on all the show, socials. And as always, win or lose. <laughs>